Welcome to One Star Bazaar, where we review the movies critics hate. This week, we are watching Patient Zero, a zombie horror movie that was released in 2018 that I had never heard of. It was directed by Stefan Ruzowitsky, written by Mike Lee, had a limited release in theaters September 2018, and was released on demand the following month stars matt smith of doctor who fame natalie dormer of game of thrones fame and stanley tucci of famous fame (laughs) has a 17 percent on rotten tomatoes and not enough critic reviews for metacritic (laughs) yes yes matt smith also on the crown which has won lots of awards it has yes so Basically, we have three really solid TV slash some movie. I mean, obviously, Stanley Tucci's been in a lot of movies. Both he and Natalie Dormer most recently were in The Hunger Games as tertiary characters. Yes, they were. Um, This movie is 86 minutes long. Excellent. That, I feel like that's a red flag off the bat. Is it? Horror movies are usually short, Well, though. just any movie that's not animated and meant for children being less than an hour and a half is always kind of like, ah, oh, what are we in for here? Well, it does. It means you're not investing that much time no, I mean, finding not, out if it's bad or I'm not. I'm not complaining, just in case it's a horrible experience. <laughs> I'm just pointing out, most of the time, good movies are, you know... Sometimes longer. longer is not better. Over 100 minutes. It's not the length of the movie. It's the quality of the content. Well, yeah. <laughs> this will not be quality is what I'm saying. So let's go ahead and take a look at what we can expect here is the studio synopsis of the movie as well as select reviews. Okay, first off, this is how the studio describes this film. It says, after an unprecedented global pandemic has turned the majority of humankind into violent, quote, infected, a man gifted with the ability to speak the infected's new language leads the last survivors on a hunt for patient zero and a cure. So this is like... It's just the typical rage zombie post-apocalyptic but apparently developing a new language zombie out yeah okay Okay, zombies go (laughs) okay you know yeah here is what some critics had to say paul mount writing for starbust which first of all starburst no starbust i could have typoed it it might be starburst either okay Either way, amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> that just seems like a online magazine that just trashes on people, it, which it, it would be fitting here. To find for this movie. So Patient Zero clearly belongs nowhere near a big screen, but it's 80 minutes of watchable home entertainment that's not likely to feel like a complete waste of time. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> Jeff Berkshire of the Los Angeles Times says it's a post-apocalyptic pandemic movie that's more grade Z than World War Z. Scott Weinberg of some publication entitled Bloody Disgusting. It might be a website. Says, you've seen it all before, rage infection-wise, although maybe not with Stanley Tucci as the aggressor. Ooh, so he's the bad guy then. Interesting. Spoiler. So we just finished Patient Zero. 
let's go ahead and talk about the acting. Bad accents aside, because there are English people playing American people for some reason, even though there are English people, English characters in the movie. Right. Natalie Dormer is English. Still English. But I don't understand why Matt Smith and John Bradley, John Bradley of Game of Thrones, had to be American. Yes, this is Samuel Tarly from Game of Thrones, is the plucky comic relief guy, who's American yes. and is Matt Smith's friend. Yeah, down living in this military research bunker. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing with the acting for our standards is like, are the characters like believable and do we care about them? I feel like I was invested in the characters in this movie. The problem is we don't have any idea who these characters are, is my problem. We don't need to know their like life story. I don't know their life like why are they here? How did they get here? Doesn't matter. Really? This is a shelter in the zombie post. Why is Natalie Dormer British and working here at this bunker in the middle of America? Who cares? You do, apparently. But... I mean, there's no backstory to give us a reason to care about them. Okay, but... There's no... Okay. I feel like... Okay, I still cared about them, even though I didn't... I don't need to know, oh, yeah, they're, they have three older brothers, and they're what? from... No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> we do get backstory for Matt Smith, because his wife is one of the infected zombie people here. Right. And it shows flashbacks of them, like... Well, Whatever. he's Owning the main the character. Store together was their like yeah. young romantic dream. But he's the main character. Right. So that's well, why we know about him. But how come we don't get even any any understanding of how she ended up here, how she came over? Actually, like, we what? find out more about Stanley Tucci than we do about her. Yeah, we, exactly. <laughs> like essentially, we have the main good guy and the main bad guy. We get a decent amount of backstory for both of them. We mm -hmm. have any of the other characters like ah, whatever. Well, I still cared about her, even though I didn't know I anything did not about her. Care about There's no reason to care about them. Okay. Which will tie into probably the next question. Does Go the ahead. story make sense? What story? <laughs> this movie has no plot. Like seriously, what is the plot of this movie? Okay. The okay. The major plot point is a spoiler. Okay. So I can't say. <laughs> But okay. there's no actual think, okay. there's think no about, arc. Okay, think about any zombie movie you've ever seen. Okay. Or even like Cabin Fever. Have you seen Cabin Fever? No. Okay. There's never a plot. <laughs> there's this thing that the people are reacting to. And that's typically the plot in a scary movie. That's all there is. There's people that you don't know the backstory of that are thrust into a situation and they react to it. Okay. That's 90% of horror movies. This is not a horror movie. That's true. It's more of this like a, a scary movie. We were talking about that while we were watching it. It's it's more like this is more of like a sci-fi zombie movie. Yeah, there's like a little bit of gore and it's more like suspenseful drama i don't even okay no but yeah i don't know i don't know what this is it's not horror there's nothing scary there's a I, what is this rated r 
I don't know. Probably. TV Mature, because it was <laughs> not really released. There's a few limbs that get lost, and then there's, like, people getting bitten by zombies. But otherwise, there's, and I don't know, there's probably some F-words. Well, Wikipedia calls it either an action horror or a fantasy horror. Okay. And I, I don't know. Okay, so you, we don't. You don't really care about the characters. Okay, There's on. not enough of a story for you. The, I want to argue this point. Okay. World War Z. Yes. Not a great movie, but definitely a zombie movie. And again, there's and not really a plot. There is one. a plot, though, because they actually, like, go somewhere, and they infiltrate this building trying to find whatever it was, some kind of thing that might help and be the potential cure. antidote. Yeah, whatever it was. I don't remember, but... That doesn't happen here. There's, it's just. I'm just saying, I have seen plenty of pseudo horror movies where there is no plot. It's pure reactionary stuff. Things happen and people react to it. Okay, that really bothers me because that's that's a common thing. Okay, so. So no, the story was not engaging because there was no story to engage. So yeah, that's that's question three. So you don't care what's happening on screen. And no. you don't think it's engaging. It's not only not engaging, it's stupid and it makes no sense. Okay. Okay, can we just talk about this for a second? Okay. The main premise of this movie is essentially Matt Smith was bitten by zombies, or excuse me, humans infected with super rabies. <laughs> super okay. rabies. He was bitten, but he did not fully turn into a mindless zombie. And then this has given him the ability to somehow speak and understand the whatever communication. I don't even know if we we don't know if it's a language. It seems like roaring. They tried. They kind of tried at the beginning. I will give them credit. They failed, but they tried to have like one of those scenes where it transitions from them speaking another language to English for the viewers. You know what I'm talking about? Where, you know, they're talking in whatever, but then as it kind of zooms around, they're suddenly speaking English and we're like, Oh, okay. They're speaking zombie, but we can understand them because we're the audience. Yeah. But they didn't do that well enough in that scene. They didn't really give any clear indication that they were speaking in zombie roars. Yeah. Zombie growling or whatever they did it for long enough so all of a sudden it was just it was english but they speak english with everyone else but everyone else is constantly going what's he saying what's he saying i don't what's going on in there you know as they just have like this deep philosophical debate about free will and humanity like what (laughs) okay (laughs) but the premise that matt smith that somehow the zombies have this language and that matt smith as like a half turned zombie can understand both English and zombie language is like the dumbest half-baked idea (laughs) that I've seen in a movie in a long time. How does this survive like the pitch room? And yet I'm sure way better movies than this are like, no, we're not going to do that. Right? It makes no sense. Yes. It's, it's like beyond bad sci-fi. Would you like to hear something funny? What? That uh, seven movie pro- studios were in a bidding war over this script. That's wow. <laughs> I don't... Wow. Okay. 
I need to figure out how to write screenplays, I guess, because <laughs> that's where... Okay, right. so obviously you feel that there are a lot of negatives about this movie. Besides the somewhat lazy yet good-looking night shoot at the end of this film, is there anything you thought it did well? Is there anything you thought it did well? Okay, it is... I've seen way worse movies. You Okay, I love bad, scary movies. Yes. Half the time, if I don't know what to watch, I will pick the the, the dumbest looking... Like, not even like, B movie, like, it's like, like F movie. Yeah, it's, it's very low down on the list. Like, it wouldn't even have gone straight to video at, like, Blockbuster. It would have gone straight to the $5 movie bin yeah, at Walmart. This is like, like, one level above, this was made by a bunch of Russian dudes in Eastern yeah. Europe for a budget of about $70 US. <laughs> and ends up just as, like, bargain bin filler. Yes, so I have seen way worse movies. And in this movie... I feel like in a lot of those, you know, you don't really care if the characters live or die. Half the time you want to see them die. You want the bad guy to win because the movie's so bad. You know, in this one, I cared about the characters. I was invested in the story. Why? And- <laughs> At one point, I cried. I was that invested yes. in the characters' I guess, lives. Can a movie be that bad if it makes you cry? <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> it still can be really bad, even if it has one okay. cheap emotional scene. That's true. Okay, so I, I, you know, I just kind of have a soft spot for these kind of movies. So that's why I'm more curious what you thought it did well. Okay, I will admit this. Like, halfway through this movie, I was starting to fall asleep. <laughs> no, I think this movie is just super boring. Like, I did not <laughs> care. But, admittedly, when Stanley Tucci shows up... It and, does get more interesting. And they have this kind of... Tete-a-tete. Yes, that. Let me be clear. I'm using... I'm going to use this as a metaphor, and in no way am I saying that this scene even comes nearly close to any good film... <laughs> dialogue but it was very kind of like silence of the lambs ish like it was kind of that you know the mental the the two people on opposite sides kind of the mental wits it's like a game of verbal chess sure i guess that's all of these things are giving it way too much credit Okay, it's a game of verbal checkers well anyway it was an interesting part in an otherwise uninteresting movie and it wasn't that interesting but it it was interesting enough that i was like okay like what's all right let me sit up. What's going on here? I'm not going to fall asleep. It's starting to get interesting. But then after that, like, it just devolves back into oh, who cares anymore? Like, we have to get away from the zombies. This movie reminds me of elements of other good movies, but just done really haphazardly and lazily. Can I just critique zombie movies in general for a minute here? Well, there's the two different zombie movies. Okay. There's the mindless, old-school you know, brain dead zombie that just wants brains. And then there's the rage zombie, which I believe 28 days later kind of pioneered. And could we, could we also, well, okay. Just from a realism and like scientific perspective, the super fast athletic zombies make no sense. Okay. 
but those are the rage zombies. They're not dead. Okay. The shambling zombies are dead. I get that. But here's the problem. To have energy, animals and organisms have to eat. The rage zombies eat. Not enough. There's not enough humans to go around. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just math. Like, Especially when can't have, seven billion you can't people have six are billion lions and like one billion antelope, and then have all the lions just be like, "Yup, sweet." Like mathematically here, same principle. Eventually, some of these rage zombies are just gonna start dying, or alternatively, what'll happen is they'll start starving, lose muscle mass. Now I have the energy to run super fast and hunt these things down and then ultimately devolve into the shambling zombies, which is why the shambling zombies just, like, objectively make more sense. Because if you don't have food energy, you're just going to be like, yeah, wait, I gotta, yeah, I'm just chasing. The other thing I don't understand, how do zombies always know the difference between humans and zombies? I know there's, they made fun of that in Shaun of the Dead. There's different theories about that. <laughs> they made fun of that in Shaun of the Dead where they're just basically like, oh, pretend you're a zombie, and they're like, Woo, and they'd walk, walk down the street Yeah. And, along with all the zombies. And that totally makes sense because, like, what? They're still humans. They still have human bodies with this virus or whatever it is that controls them. They don't suddenly have the smell of, like, the sense of smell of, like, dogs in a human body. Yes, okay, so you have problems with the zombie film genre. There are some good zombie films, don't get me wrong. And they can be fun. Zombie films can be fun, because they're just pure, ridiculous, like, not realistic at all. I know some people love zombie films. In the same way that some people love badly dubbed kung fu films, <laughs> some people love romantic comedy. Yeah, rom coms. I get the people like zombie films. There are such better zombie films than this because this movie, there's nothing to it. There's nothing interesting about it. There's no plot. There's no resolution. <laughs> There is There's no nothing. resolution. That's true. Like, I was, I even said to you, I'm like, this is totally how it's going to end, isn't it? This, like, oh my gosh. Like, the cheesy, like, voiceover. Yeah. Like, it's like that line from the end of San Andreas where it's like, what do we do now? We rebuild. Like, well, it has it, that same kind of feel to didn't it. Didn't basically do the same thing in, like, Terminator Salvation, where, you know, it's like, I feel like Hollywood needs to stop with the emotional, uplifting voiceover end, (laughs) right? Like, stop ending movies with some voiceover being like, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna just keep on keeping on, and that's the humanity way kind of tone. It's like, gag me, please. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I feel like you're probably thinking you wish you had not watched this movie. I'm pretty close to that, to be <laughs> honest. And I am the kind of person, I definitely think some movies are bad. But I usually can find something good. I mean, for all of the movies we've watched so far, 
I think only like one or two of them have I been like, oh man, that's crap. Poor chain reaction. And honestly, chain reaction at least had a plot. It was a stupid (laughs) plot. And the action along with it was pretty boring. And we didn't know anything about or care about the characters in that one. But this movie's so much worse. Right? (laughs) I will admit, I I would probably rather watch Chain Reaction again over this like one. like a movie that was like Chain Re- inspired by Chain Reaction. Yeah. A sequel, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, yes, there are very little redeeming qualities about this movie. However, I feel like that's just kind of the curse of the genre. Like, I want to say with the majority of zombie movies in general. There are rare gems that are good, like Dawn of the Dead, like Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> it has to have of the dead <laughs> to be good. But, see, Shaun of the Dead is kind of unfair because it's that a, it's a spoof kind of. Well, yeah, that is a movie that they specifically made to poke fun at zombie films. Okay, so they made an actual fine. good film. Dawn of the Dead, Twenty Eight Days Later. There are. Plenty of other good ones, too, that I'm blanking on at the moment. Um, But the majority of zombie movies are like this. Are they really, though? Yeah. World War Z wasn't like this. Okay, World War Z, first of all... And it wasn't that great of a movie. I read the book. The book was good. Okay, the graphic novel or whatever? No, it's a book. Is it a book? Yeah. Um, The movie is fine. It's not great. It's not great. It's not the zombies. I feel like the problem with World War Z is that it's not a zombie movie. It's like, like a, a drama slash sci-fi film set in a zombie world. Okay. Sure. Versus a straight-up zombie movie where it's okay humans versus zombies. This movie was basically a military interrogation movie, which I didn't even ever think could be a (laughs) genre set in a zombie world. Yeah. Yeah, so this movie has no redeeming qualities. Do you think it has any? I mean, you're the one that said you like these movies. I like this type of movie, so my viewpoint is tainted (laughs) however if you like this type of movie you'll probably like this no you won't (laughs) did you like this okay no honestly be honest did you like this movie is this very clearly a one-star movie even to you yes yes okay yes it does deserve its one star okay i want to know okay granted Matt Smith, Natalie Dormer, Sammy Tucci. Not like the hottest of A-list actors or whatever. But they are certainly no slouches, right? (laughs) Yes. How do they get involved in this movie and be like, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, is it just like, yeah, it's a paycheck. I got nothing to do for three months while I wait for the next season of whatever that I'm making or the next... Yeah. My, you know, beginning filming of my next show. Yeah, I don't know. Like, <sighs> I also can't find, like, what the budget of this movie was, or if it made any money. I I don't know. Whatever the budget of this film was, I guarantee you, like, 80% of it 
went to the salaries of those three actors. <laughs> Unless maybe they filmed this whole film in like a week, which is possible. They basically are in like two sets, maybe three for the majority of the movie, right? Protection budget not applicable. Thanks, box office mojo. That's helpful. Calling this a horror movie is wrong. It's not what it is. I mean, I guess you need another genre where you need like horror parentheses not scary versus horror parentheses <laughs> scary. Yeah. As like two subgenres. So, yes, this movie deserves its one star. Yes. And it's probably not worth your time. No. All right. This might be the worst movie we've watched so far. Yeah. Is it worse than The Snowman? Oh, God. Maybe. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> we've, and The Snowman we've is hit one it, of my people. We've least... hit a new low. <laughs> the new low is patient zero for Jonathan. <laughs> I think The Snowman is worse than this. <sighs> the Snowman also makes me beg the question... How do such talented people come onto a project and end up producing something that is such crap? Well, we know that the snowman's fault was they forgot to shoot most of it. For quote-unquote forgot. Yeah, so at least they even have an excuse. Where Where's the mi missing 30 minutes of this film that helps actually explain that there's a plot? Yeah, and I'm curious too if the original script was so good that like seven studios were bidding on it. How, what changed to make it this? Thank you for listening to One Star Bazaar. As always, feel free to reach out to us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at One Star Bazaar. Let us know what you think of our podcast and the work we're doing so far and suggest any movies that you'd like us to review in the future. Next week, we will be taking a turn back to comedy. And our first venture into the franchises category. Yes. Because both films in this franchise are one-star movies per our standards. <laughs> and we'll be looking at a popular cult comedy and its crowdfunded sequel.